where was I at last weekend? I don't know. I remember a vanishing uh, episode, but anyways. Mm. I'm Harry fucking Houdini. That's who the fuck I am. <laughs> is that what it is? Oh, so that means you drown? I drown these bitches in that sweet saltiness. That's disgusting. <laughs> Salt. What is it with you and sweat and sweet, man? Okay, see, number one, sweat is my last name. So therefore, it is going to be something that is going to be spoken of all the fucking time. No, it's not Origin. Yes, it is. That is my last name. Okay, Origin. Number two, you are Origin is dead. He died a long time ago. He's sitting right there in the room. He left with his hairline. Uh, Mike, you dirty bitch. <laughs> I can't fucking stand Mike right now. No, he's not, he's not, he didn't shave his hair bald. His hair just receded all the way back. Uh, okay. All right, Ripple Stilskin. We're just going <laughs> to yeah, find you soon. Yeah, I'm not even sure what the fuck that means, man. You know what's messed up? When, when you said the word Ripple Stilskin, when you said that name, I immediately saw Yeti in my head. I even know. You know. <laughs> Let me pull the fucking image here. <laughs> just some fucking bearded troll just fucking making quilts. <laughs> Laid up under a fucking tree. Pass the fuck out. God <laughs> uh, damn. That's funny. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> you said, all right. All right, we'll play, bitch. <laughs> He's like, damn, he got me. I didn't see that one coming. At least I'm not a Ninja Turtle, man. But anyways, we're good. Oh, I know you ain't talking your Master Splinter looking ass. Keep playing. Actually, actually, I think that's Eric. He takes the cake on the fucking big rat. Really? Mm, Okay, Bebop. Yo, Bebop go hard. Fuck you. (laughs) That fucking Bebop was cool. He had no fucking skin. (laughs) When a distance turned into props. <laughs> oh, I haven't oh even hit god. the Southern Comfort yet, man. Let's do this. Oh my uh, god. Anyways, hello. You're listening to the sultry voice of Kit Harrington. No, no. Fuck you, you peasant. This is Derek the Kid, aka that spicy sauce. And welcome to Salt Happens, episode 17. What's up? This is Darks. And I'm just going to butt in because that's what I do. What's up, spicy sauce? How you doing, bro? I'm doing delicious. But I know we've got some other, We I know we've got some other sultry voices in this room. It's Rumpelstiltskin, a.k.a. the Yeti. The, the, mayonnaise, the mayonnaise man himself. Ooh, these transitions is fucking sandpaper up. God damn. <laughs> it's your boy. Sir coughs a lot, aka Wakanda's pride. Wakanda forever. Umbabe, umbabe. The mighty shields, and this is 
assault happens. And as you heard, I just want to say first and foremost that we lost a goat this week. Uh, shout out to John Weatherspoon, Pops, Granddad. You know, uh, he was a great comedian. For those who don't know what he played in, uh, Friday, the Wayne Brothers, and also the Boondocks, indefinitely. Yeah, among among many other things, he uh, had his hand in, man. And I and I keep seeing on Instagram, and I don't know if these guys do because I'm on Black Instagram. Um, <laughs> the same video of the the message he gave to Craig in the first Friday movie where he took the gun away from him and you know we you know he's talking about being a real man you know using your fists and getting to live man like guns don't make you a man and like that hit me hard especially growing up where I grew up man it's just like people always want to you know people don't want to see eye to eye or see you see you in the streets as a man they always want to you know go go get the help or go get some tools man but yeah. you know he he really you know spoke to me on different levels uh, outside of you know the comedy there was always that balance of comedy and that real stuff that he was spending man and I, and that's what i appreciate about him the most yeah i mean when i had my bad days i would either watch friday or um house party indefinitely because he was in that and he had funny moments in that and like mike said when he gave that message to craig talking about guns don't make you a man these make you a man when he said that like to me that spoke volume because he's saying you don't have to be one of these typical you know black people who's always got to have Stere a to stereotypical help. is the right word yes thank you stereotypical black person with a gun all the time be that one that stands out above the rest of them fight somebody with your hands what god gave you versus what was man-made so let me tell you, the only thing I can remember about that man that the most is the hot sauce. Every freaking scene I remember him in, he had hot sauce. That's true. <laughs> like I all mean, the time. My favorite, my favorite moment from him was on the Boondocks, though, where he did the new shoes song. He's talking about that new shoe, new shoes. <laughs> so I read any time that I get a, fair, a fresh pair of new shoes, that's the first thing that I'll sing. And I think I'm gonna keep that going for a very long time. I think I did that on stream. <laughs> when I got new boots of destiny. <laughs> I can see oh, some purple. So I was like, ooh, new boots, new boots. I think Mike, I can see you doing that, like dancing to that tune too. You already know, bro. Eric, you got anything to add before we move on? Um <clears throat> I just wanna say thank you very much for giving me a a very good experience and love to much people out there and your family and everybody that it's uh the loss we miss you rest in peace thank you very much yeah rest in power to john witherspoon the goat getting out of getting away from this somber news what y'all think about this diablo 4 i'm doing those Derek pauses oh damn mm. <laughs> diablo 4 i saw the trailer for it and i'm first foremost i haven't played any of the diablo what i've never played any of the uh, wait a minute no i did i did i played it one time with mike and then that was it wait didn't um, you play diablo 3 i was gonna say yeah that's what i'm saying that was the only one that yeah, i played ass <laughs> exactly but it wasn't my type of game um first foremost 
but I saw the trailers for this one. It kind of piqued my interest. Uh, they were talking about Lilith and everything like that. I don't know the whole backstory. I know I'm going to have to catch up, but it looks pretty good. Uh, the one thing that kind of concerns me, though, is what if I want to play this by myself with nobody else? Joke's on you, bitch. What do you mean the joke's on me, sir? Joke's on you because you got to have some of that good, good internet, which brings us to our first sponsor of the podcast, Net Zero. <laughs> have you sat at home all day wondering if your internet's ever going to connect? Have you tried to make phone calls and always got that fax tone? Well, if you haven't, try our new service, Net Zero. <laughs> Is that like an upgrade from uh, Eric's AOL? If you're still using that shitty ass AOL, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and if you sign up now within the next 10 minutes, you'll get two discs. Call now to go fuck yourself. Anyway. So you're, so you're saying that you have to be online to play Diablo 4? Absolutely. Which, which at first, and I know when we was bringing it up when we were looking at the docket, I, we felt the heat off your beard. Um, <laughs> but we when uh, that's why I said, yo, stop, wait, think about it for a second. Because a lot of games we like are online only, such as Destiny 2. And you loving the shit out of that game right now. I'm a whore for Destiny right now, yeah. But like a lot of games like that. Uh, uh, what was another game like that was like that? A Street Fighter Five was like that for a little bit. Yeah, until they they uh, they set up there and they realized like a lot of people want to play offline to get better. Like you couldn't do anything offline except for earn fight money. I don't even think it carried over. The thing no. that I'm thinking though in my head here with this only online mm -hmm. is I'm not because like <laughs> Anthem that's only online. But you can do free play. I mean, there's other people in the world with you, but you don't have to interact with them. So I'm thinking, I'm wondering if they're going to do the same thing for this. I don't know. You know man. what? Anthem is online only because I remember when uh, this when I was trying to sign in when I first got it, and something was happening with the servers, it would not let me even do single player. Yep. So I wonder if they're going to go that direction because I hope they don't force like matchmake you with people because that's going to get really annoying really quick. I mean, especially for the people. Now, I know that there's going to be diehard veterans on this game more than anything else, i.e. Mike, me, uh, yeah, Eric, maybe. Hi. <laughs> but, I mean, uh... seriously, honestly, there's going to be, you can't tell me that there haven't been people sitting at Blizzard's door, breathing on the glass, talking about, are we going to get a new Diablo? Dude, it's been what? How many years? It's been I don't a minute. It's been a while. And I remember like watching that BlizzCon where they announced the mobile version of Diablo oh. and dude got up on the mic. He was like, is this an out-of-season April Fool's joke? And the dude was like, what, y'all ain't got cell phones? Oh. No, bro, we don't want to play Diablo <laughs> on a cell phone. I know I've been on record saying, I've said it on Wax, yo, mobile gaming is the future. And I believe that because, I mean, there's games on the phone right now that are actually good. There's games with depth on the phone right now that are actually good. Uh, yeah. But Diablo's a big screen experience. You know, okay, but what's screwing them about the mobile stuff, man, is that this next generation of people that are gamers are really into like Fortnite, Apex Legends, and freaking, um, what's another one? Call of Duty, right? So if it's not that, I think they're, I think they're aiming towards the wrong crowd of people. Well, I think, yeah. I mean, yes and no, because you still have those people who aren't who aren't as well adapted to like say mobile shooters 
So you have to look at it in that perspective. Like they have a, uh, they're they're starting like some of these companies over in Korea are starting to bring over their MMO RPGs, and that's I've actually looked at some of the stats. Mobile shooting, how can I put it? Mobile shooting, MOBAs, MMO RPG. MMO RPGs have been out for a good minute, especially on the cell phone. What I'm saying though is, be real. What, what audience do you think is going to play Diablo Four? What what age? Right. Range? You know what I'm saying? It's going to be oh, us. True. True. Yeah, right, true. and I think Blizzard was trying to make that that push towards like mobile gaming, and like, hey, the younger crowd, we got to look towards them. That's what they were doing with World of Warcraft. They wanted to invite new generations in and kept dulling the game down, and now they come out with this uh, with Shadowlands or whatever, and they're going back to like talent trees and all this. Like they're trying to like go back on what they did. And before we move on, I think that this Diablo Four drop, the Overwatch Two drop. I think this has to do with their uh, their little mishap. I think that's the only reason they announced this stuff. Yeah, and they get that little weak ass apology. I don't even want to go into it, but like right. kind of staying on Diablo <laughs> Four, uh, like and, and and to piggyback on what Yeti said, like you have to know you have to know your demo. Like people that are playing Diablo aren't looking for that that mobile experience. A lot of them are playing on PC. A lot of them playing on console now, especially you know, and. For me, my first Diablo was Diablo 3, and I don't have an issue with the rainbows and butterflies. That never got to me because the game was still dark in itself. And I, I'm the type of person, I like a little humor with my dark. And so that was like, I like Diablo 3. It fit, I, like, like I said, that's a perfect combination for me. But uh, this, you know, the shift to like full on, like dark, kind of macabre, fucking occult shit, I, whatever, dog. I don't even know. It looks cool. I want to play a Druid. I would play it. But, like, again, going back to the mobile thing, I would, I could see myself, if they did, like, a mobile version of, like, World of Warcraft, even if it was just classic, I would play that. Hmm. I mean, it. you got to look at it from this this perspective, though. Had they, say they did Diablo first, right? Because I think, Mike, me and you were talking about this, about the, the Vita and the Switch. If they would have done, if they would have released the Vita the same time that they did the PS4, then Nintendo would have had to rethink their strategy. And I think it's the same perspective as far as this game is concerned. Had they dropped Diablo 4 first and then did like Diablo Immortals or whatever the hell the, the name of the game is, I think it would have been a bigger success because nobody's willing to sit there, play this game, and then the next thing you know, be like, all right, uh, or no, sit there, have this mobile game, and be like, nah, I'm not going to play that. And then here comes Diablo 4. I'm definitely not going to play that. Whereas if they released Diablo 4 first, it would have been like, all right, I can sit at home, play this, da-da-da-da-da. Next thing you know, oh, yeah, now we're dropping a mobile Diablo. That's how Blizzard works, man. They, like, that's how they do it, though. They always seem to do everything backwards. Like, like they, super ass backwards. Like, okay, so when they did BlizzCon, man, everybody was expecting Diablo 4. Everybody. That was the main reason people showed up to that that year. And then for this dude to come out there and say, oh, here's Diablo Immortal made by this third party company from Korea or whatever it was. And everybody's like, you're joking, right? Where's the where's the meat? Where's the big package, man? And instead you get this little mobile game. That's what Blizzard's track record seems to be. They keep doing this like finally like Diablo 4, but it's only online. Right. And. But what's also ridiculous is EA Games 
returning to Steam with that EA access. I don't know, man. They got to do something. They got to do something because they got to because they keep taking L's, man. EA is really taking L's. I don't know, man. I don't feel that anymore. I feel like there's a shift. What do you mean? I feel like with this this mishap with Blizzard, man, I feel like EA saw that. And I think with Anthem, like with the team changing and then all these little mishaps going on, I feel like something big is going to come from me. I feel like they're they're shifting. But I mean, I, you got to remember, it's not just Anthem, though. It, it's the sports games are taking L's with their glitchiness along with Star Wars. Star no. Wars, that big mishap with the loot crates. Like okay, uh, yeah. Mass Effect. Oh God, EA. I mean, I'm just gonna say this once. EA, leave the fucking RPGs alone. Step away from them. Put them down. Do not pick them up. If they look like shiny nickels, let somebody else pick them up. Don't Yo. touch them. If you're gonna hand out disses about RPGs, you need to include Bethesda in that shit. No, 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 no. EA took a perfectly good franchise, Mass okay. Effect, and fucked it all the way up. And what did Bethesda do with Fallout? Ready, fight. Fault? No. I mean, Fallout still not seventy six. Is it? Is it though? Fallout is He's still good. The premium subscription that didn't even work because somebody already bought the shit. Then the freaking stash thing that you were supposed to use in the game was deleting your items. They can't even do a fucking failed promotion right. Like, they, <laughs> who's playing Fallout 76? People that love Bethesda and Fallout, like me. But I stopped at four because everybody was like, yo, Fallout 76 is, is a failed thing so i was like well i'll back up and then obsidian came along and was like hey let's do it the right way for you i feel like bethesda if they don't come out with a new skyrim they're gonna go down like ea bro but they won't no because they got they got enough other franchises that actually work like not to mention not to mention these fallouts people are always because the greatness that fallout was because the greatness of skyrim people are always going to give bethesda a chance because of the potential of it being another one of them well, exactly. They're going to have to come out with a new Skyrim. Well, they, that, that's their saving grace. As soon as they announced that Fallout 76 was a MMO, I think people that like Bethesda knew what time it was. They, The people that really play those games ain't playing those fucking, ain't, ain't playing no fucking Bethesda MMO. Okay. It's the same motherfuckers that wasn't playing ESO. Look, 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 look. The aesthetic. Okay, let's take the aesthetic for Fallout. We just, hold on. We just got off the topic of Diablo fans not playing a mobile game, and you think that you think that don't apply to people that like Fallout? Well, I'm saying the aesthetic for Fallout, right? It, it's done. We we had Fallout Three, we had Fallout New Vegas, which was a Obsidian, but it still had the same aesthetic. You had Fallout Four, which had the same aesthetic, just a little bit more cleaned up, and then Fallout Seventy Six with the exact same aesthetic. Obsidian made the outer worlds. Which more colorful, which, which how, is a built off that same model. Yeah, but you can't go, you cannot play Outer Worlds and then go back to Fallout now because it's gonna look like trash. You but make a good point these, there, Yeti. You these do. games are four or five years years old. You, that's not even a fair comparison. Okay, if they made it, if they announced that this was a failed Fallout, okay, and they said we have another one in the works. If that game comes out with the same post-apocalyptic garbage piles and 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 shanties, are you going to play it again? 
Yes, because you're paying for that aesthetic. When you're paying for Fallout, you're paying to you to to get that experience. Man, I don't know, bro. Outer Worlds, it, it did it right. If that if that experience didn't work, if that aesthetic is isn't pleasing, if it didn't work as far as video games concerned in general, you would stop seeing video games built that way. But here you go, you got Outer Worlds coming out, you got Cyberpunk coming out, all of this shit in the same realm of post apocalyptic. Yeah, but I'm t- I'm talking about actual colors. I'm talking about actual like level design colors. We're not talking about colors. We're talking about genre. No, I'm talking about aesthetics, the colors. They, okay, that shit Fallout, don't matter. We talking. It, I'm it, talking it about genre is what matters. It does because Outer Worlds, right? This I'm being serious. This is what's on YouTube right now. This is what people are talking about. Fallout keeps coming out with the same gray, the same colored worlds, right? Everything looks the same. They're then making have, it unappealing. You 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 take the spiritual. Everything is of, fucking dead. What has to be appealing <laughs> about dead? No, no 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 no. In New in New Vegas, man, you can find the oasis. You can find the life in in New Vegas. Okay, the people that worked for the original like. Uh, Where's the color in, in New Vegas? You got to find the oasis, man. Remember the little uh, the little lady. That's Fallout Three. No man. When was the last time you played New Vegas, bro? When's the last time you played New Vegas? When's the last time you played a Fallout game? Here's the thing. All right, let me pop in here because I've been quiet. As far as like aesthetically pleasing goes, I think we all know that the apocalyptic world is supposed to be dark and gray. Yes, right? absolutely. But I see what you're saying with Outer Worlds that it's a little bit more colorful. There's more to explore. But do you appreciate that because it's that or do you appreciate it because that Fallout was just not colorful and they just add a little colors and now you think Outer Worlds is better? Why are you asking a question you know the answer to? No. Look, look, look. Here, here's what people are saying right now. The people that worked on the original Fallout 3 and even the, the original um, top-down ones, okay, those people, most of them are working for Obsidian now. Literally, Obsidian is a spiritual successor to Bethesda, to the Fallout game. So this Fallout, this Outer Worlds, is the actual Fallout. This is where it was supposed to go. I think I think we had to experience those worlds to get what we we're at now. You know, yeah, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. They're just going to keep coming out with the same shit. It's going to be here, okay? So they were in Boston, Massachusetts. They were in freaking Washington. So, so ultimately, I want to ask this. So, pretty much, you're going to keep buying the same game over and over again and mm-hmm. over again for the same aesthetic, right? Not me. That's okay. why I got outer so, worlds. So, so what you're saying is ultimately is that bethesda has that mobile <laughs> somebody's entire house just started up <laughs> but no hey you know you know what that was that was bethesda taking off mm-hmm. yeah who but bethesda oh no <laughs> oh here we go again huh I'm gonna save, i'll save i'll save you eric bethesda <laughs> continue Derek. but ultimately what you're saying is so now that Outer Worlds is out, right? Mm-hmm. If Bethesda was to sit up there and say, oh, we're going to release another Fallout, you're telling me, off rip, I'm not going to buy that game. Nope. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait a hell of a long time until, until I've got information on that game. I'm not going to just jump like I did with Fallout 4, Fallout 3, and New Vegas. I'm not just going to rush to buy it. I'm going I'm I'm to sit back and wait. So, ladies and gentlemen, out there in the podverse you heard it here he is not going to buy the next fallout 
He's fucking lying to you. So here's the thing. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, if the fucking commercial, all he's going to do is see a fucking trailer. Is it even going to be a gameplay trailer? It's going to be a cinematic trailer. He's going to be like, oh, that makes my fucking Jimmy's wrestled. I got to get it. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I, what, I, what I'm getting at is that Bethesda's game model is broken. They keep re-releasing Skyrim. They keep re-releasing the same version of Fallout, but more broken each time. It, it's because like, that's money. They okay, will but, do nothing for nothing. And, uh, and, 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 and to that point, you're correct. Their business model is a cup, but you can't deny that Skyrim is a good game, bro. Okay, absolutely. But how many years old is it? And how long is it they're going to you know keep being re-released? As long as they can keep upscaling it to make it look good. Okay, but then here's what I'm saying. This is what the fucking community is saying. Dude, this is the same fucking ass for a Battletoads game. <laughs> Listen to me, man. The, uh, okay, so Obsidian, right? What did they release? Did they release an in-game store? No. Did they release uh, DLC? No. Did they release pay-to-win options and, and weapons? No. They released a, a fucking finished game for sale. Not even for sale on the Xbox. It was free through Game Pass. An entire game. Not broken up into sections. What game are you talking about? I'm sorry. I, I, I was too wrapped up in emotion. What Outer Worlds, man. Outer oh, Worlds. Okay. They, they actually released a finished fucking game without a microtransaction store or a fucking DLC. Yeti, we haven't played it enough to know if it's finished. That's what they said they did. That was their marketing strategy. Everybody that releases a game that says it's a finished game. Man, you need to go listen to the community, bro. You Fuck the community. I'm talking about us. Okay, you for know a I, personal experience, that's what he's saying. For a personal experience, he wants to see if it's actually finished. Because nine times out of ten, most people can't tell what's finished anymore. You can sit there and play a game to its fullest completion and think that you're done. Gaming companies have gotten so good at sitting up there and hiding an unfinished game mm -hmm. that you can't tell the difference anymore. And then, and to speak on that, speak on what Yeti and I'm, I'm uh, listeners at home. I'm not. This is not me yelling at Yeti. I'm, this is just how we talk to each other. Speaking of community, I thought in finished games at that, I thought Mass Effect 3 was a finished game when I completed it. And then the community had to butt their ugly ass heads in and be like, I don't like how it ended. Fix it. But it's done. I don't like it. Fix it. And you know what? They fixed it. And now the game is open ended and it don't make no sense. <laughs> Didn't you have to pay for that DLC? Okay, hold up. Here's the thing. Here's what it says right now. There will be deal. There will be DLC packs for Outer Worlds, but there will not be a microtransaction store at all. Mm. They they made that statement. But there's DLC. That's what fine. is the DLC That's for? Fucking fine, man. The DLC for is probably to expand on the story. That is perfectly fine. I'm okay with that. I'll have no qualms with that as long as I can play this game without having to play DLC and know that it's completed. Just like you remember Spider Man, Spider Man. At the end of that game, it sounded like it's going to be a sequel to another one, just because the way it ended it. But I don't have to play a DLC. The yeah, DLC isn't isn't story driven, meaning that it doesn't affect the main line. Yeah, the story, the DLC was nothing more than a filler. It's like if you wanted more of this experience, here's DLC. Yes, you know, as much as we prayed, Derek. Mass Effect was a big offender of that shit. That DLC affected story. So you hit up Mass Effect 2 and you'd be like, hey, you remember old dude with the fucking damage that you had to talk to off on this planet by his own that fucking blew it up? No, bitch. I didn't buy that. I didn't talk to him. Exactly. Hey, you remember when Jack went off and destroyed the entire universe? But 
it's really an alternate universe. No, I don't know where this tattooed bitch been. I mean, so, it's it's pretty much like this DLC, the way that EA does it, best example. Terrible. They sit there, yeah, they did it terribly. So if Obsidian did what you said they did, then we'll it'll show. Yep. But until then, right now, it's a sour taste in everybody's mouth. And what, what, well, here's what people are worried about with Obsidian and their DLC <clears> so far, <throat> is because the last time in New Vegas, if you look at that DLC, it was terrible, man. Like, I mean, wasn't that the one where you're fighting like the Chinese and stuff and Avalanche and all that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? And it was like broken up. It didn't even really connect to the main story. It was it was really weird. Because it was a prequel. Yeah. And so, like, people are already talking. Like, it, it, people have already beat Outer Worlds in like two days. And they said there's planets that you can't explore yet. So they're saying uh, Obsidian put a statement out saying that it's going to connect the story in the next DLC whenever it does come out. So, I mean, well, so and then okay, okay, hold on, Derek. So then, wouldn't you say that that's incomplete because the, the planets are there, the planets are on the game, they're know, locked, have- they're locked behind code. Ding 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 ding. I don't know, ding. man. Because okay, you know the main story right now is you're trying to overthrow this corporate corruption. So if you right. if you get to a point in the game where you have overthrown that corporate corruption, the board, then I feel that it's it's you know the end of the chapter. And if they but reopen something else, that's not a finished game. That, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about these people that said they beat the game said they see the planets on yeah. the star map. They can travel to the star map. So that means the content is there, but locked behind code, meaning you're going to charge me a premium for something that's already on my disc. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know, man. But anyways, hold on, hold Mike. Our, our second sponsor for the night, Southern Comfort. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and uh, try to shoot this, all right? Yeah, you know, shoot that. I'm taking a sip of this fireball because my wife's telling me I'm sounding crazy from upstairs. All right. <laughs> these guys and these gentlemen are doing this. I'll go ahead and talk. What's up? My name is Darks. If you like what you're listening, make sure that you follow us on all platforms. Woo! You can find us on all platforms, www.sawhappens.com. Also, if you're looking for me, you can find me on most platforms. You can go to my Twitter, which is official Dark Salt. And then you can find me on SoundCloud, which is official Deranged. Also, you can find these guys where you find me because now they're drowning in liquor. Uh, you yeah. right. Now, hold on, I just want to say a quick <laughs> thing, man. And you know what? Me, me and Mike ain't fighting right now. This is something that we're passionate about. I, I've seen him play Outer Worlds and shit, and this is just us being passionate. These are some big deals, man. This has been a big year for gaming. And yeah. I have this feeling like he had said before the show, that coming out and in this next year, man, it's going to be even better. So, yeah, yeah. Like our wallets are in full survival mode right now, bro. It's like, <laughs> I like they keep coming out on top of each other. It's nothing we can do. Like you got games keep coming out, keep coming out, keep coming out. It started this year off with a bang, man. Cause like, didn't the Kingdom Hearts come out earlier this year? Didn't yep. uh, Devil May Cry come out this year? I yep. played one of them. Devil May Cry I got both so of them and I, I barely touched them. Man, and, and, and like right now for me, Destiny 2, I'm so consumed with that. Like my wallet can't take anymore. <laughs> but I will say this one thing. Mike said the magical two words on the planet that perked my ear. That Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. How about that into the Spider-Verse 2, ladies and gentlemen? April 2022. I'm excited. Like, Man, first- we could talk about that in a minute. I want to know why all these good games are coming out. Because man, because money. <laughs> yep. 
Well, it's not. I'm telling you, there is a there is a dynamic shift going on. I'm telling you right now, these gaming companies are starting to get it, man. I'm, I'm tell, I can tell you the exact reason why. They want your dollar bills, and they no. gon' gets it. <laughs> Mike has already set up there, and he sold his wallet. In the gaming well, I've surrendered like, my funds to the fucking games. Oh man. Mike's wallet set up there and just said, You just go ahead and pimp me out, bro. Just do it. <laughs> bro, it knows fucked up. I keep buying these games. I ain't got time to play them for real, for real. Because all the games that appeal to me are like games that you gotta invest in time into. Yep. And you know, if I want a happy marriage, if I want my son to be able to say his ABCs, I gotta put my time into that voice. <laughs> Shout out to my nephew, by the way. Shout out to my nephew. Yeah, shout out to Minnie Mahomes. Yes. yes. Hey, hey, shout out to uh, my wife who has dealt with me playing Destiny 2. So, hey, uh, I got a shout out. Shout out to Corey. Thank you for your support, man. We appreciate you. Everything you do. Also, shout out to Clayton, Casey, uh, Amanda, and Henry. Shout out to all of you that have been tuning in. Thank you very much for your love and support. We appreciate it. And we're going further because of you. Thank you. Um, I do want to say one thing. I do want to say one thing. <laughs> Hold up. Don't you interrupt me, bitch. <laughs> oh. I do want to say one thing. Amanda, Henry, I don't know you. I've never seen you. I've never heard your voice. Oh, yeah. But I will let you know this much. If you want to get on that smash and try to take me, let's go. I'm Dude, ready. They're going to dock you in three seconds. Yeah. I don't care as long as I can get that experience in. That's all I'm worried about. <laughs> but anyways, Spider-Man 2022. I'm excited. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was a really good movie. I'm happy to hear that they're actually continuing on with the project. Um, Arguably the best Spider-Man movie. Yes. And yes, I will say that much. Uh, I'm really interested to see how Disney and Sony are going to work this out to where they're going to have the uh, Into the Spider-Verse animated series. Because that was also in talks as well. Mm -hmm. um, I wonder if they're going to keep the same voice cast. Because if they do, that's large money out of their pockets. And how many episodes is it going to be? How many seasons? Well, I'm very interested. Back up, man. Do we have any information so far on this next into the Spider-Verse? Uh, it's supposed to pick up from Spider-Man 2099. Um, there was a huge crisis. And so he's going back to actually get the other spider yeah people? so it's miguel o'hara and uh the japanese spider-man right spider-man spider-man but yeah it's so it's supposed to be picking up off of that but they didn't really release Bro, much of a synopsis my mic. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't really release much of a synopsis for it but from what the end credit trailer or the end credit scene showed it's it's supposed to be him going through what Miles did. Well, he's able to control the time fluctuations and the time travel now to where he can go to the different Earths to do this. So it's supposed to be some big crisis, but Miles is supposed to be involved in it too. Obviously, because his his uh, spider suit is on the cover of the trailer for or the teaser for Spider-Verse 2. Exactly. And I'm all about that Miles Morales. He's a good character, man. I think they displayed him well. I you know, I got into a full fight on uh, Instagram, and after listening to what happened here prior, which wasn't a fight, it was just a discussion, you probably understand why. I went on Instagram, and I was like, the Doc Ock design in that, in that show or in that movie is my favorite design of all of them. I don't care about no fat white man with a bowl cut 
I like I like the uh the lady that portrayed her in Into the Spider Verse. Yeah. Mike, I will agree with you on that one because that she like she went from the like this hippie doctor to like this maniacal maniac within like a matter of seconds. And Even her I, octopus arms are cooler. Yes. Yeah. Because they they didn't use metal. It was like some type of fiber or whatever the hell it is, yeah. but it was dope. As long as they keep the comic book style of animation, man, I think it's gonna win no matter what the story is. Yeah, and that's their aesthetic. They're gonna they're gonna get it with that man, and it's just like, man, I just think they did such a good job with the story and the portrayal of the origins of a hero, man. And you know, I'm a Spider Man purist, so it's just like that that story there touched touched me deeply, man. I really love that story. I mean, the one part of that movie that really got me was when um, Miles's uncle. Found out that he yeah. was Spider Man. Yeah, you talking about deep like that broke me a little. Like I shit, I'm not even gonna lie. Y'all heard it first. I shed a little tear on that one because it it struck a chord because you know your uncle's living a double life. I want him to expect you know the world of you. Next thing you know, he come to find out he's a villain, and then come to, he comes to realize well, you're this this kid that I've been sent to kill. Yep. And I didn't even like that. That was like the biggest personal conflict on screen. I think that gripped a lot of people, man. Because I mean, if you look at it, miles actually had to come to come to terms with that stuff. And then on top of that, he was also trying to figure out what type of Spider-Man he would be. His uncle had such a cool character. I wish, I wish it would have played out differently. Especially when he show, uh, taught him the uh, how to talk to a girl, he was like, "Hey," <laughs> <laughs> and really, that was like, really, that was like a, a trick to get him to relax. Yeah, and like they, you know, they call back to that at the end of that movie. Spoilers, sorry guys. If you ain't seen it, then your ass is slipping. Yeah, it's like, it's let's pass it. <laughs> yeah. It's on Netflix. Get your life together. Exactly. But when he sat up there and he caught uh, <laughs> when he caught Kingpin and he sat up there, he was like, "Hey, <laughs> I was done. I was like, perfect with his venom strike." Nah, when uh, his dad when his dad dropped him off at school and used the freaking uh, police thing to talk yeah. to him. I love you, Miles. Say it back. <laughs> Say it back. That that had me theaters when I went. So. I mean, this Spider-Man is really relatable to a lot of people. It's not just, and and I know there are going to be a lot of people who are going to be hating on me. I know it's not a Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, or Tom Holland, but this this Spider-Man kind of gave not only people of color, but different ethnicities a look at the, uh, of Spider-Man. Because mm-hmm. anybody can be Spider Man. Yep. So, and I think that was the biggest message of that movie. Like anybody can wear the mask. Exactly. Especially when Stan Lee said it. R.I.P. Stan Lee. But uh, it was it was really deep. I liked it. It was a touch of story, and it it kept it kept you uh, engaged with. It. It, not only that, but like like I said at the beginning, man, the comic style of it is it feels like that's how it's supposed to be. But dude, did you know how long it took them to get to that point? 
like to get all of that it took them if i'm re if i remember it correctly it was like three years for them to actually finalize the whole thing which is that and probably a year that was just rendering and that's probably exactly. why it's gonna take uh that long to get the sequel exactly but i'll wait uh as far as this spider-man is concerned sony you can have my money yo oh, yeah. eric imagine if they were rendering this on yeti's computer oh god Boy, it, it would take years it would be the mob hundred theme song yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man! Hey, hey, side note: they're talking about releasing a uh, He-Man movie finally after like six renditions. No, nah, I'm good. He-Man oh. can sit it down. What? Sit it down. I'm not a big fan of He-Man. I'm no. not either. Skeletor? Nah, nah, man. Now, if you were if you were to tell me that they were gonna break out, uh, what was that cat? Uh, the the two cat uh. mechanics. You know what I'm SWAT cats. Now, if they were to talk about redoing like SWAT cats as a movie, yes, I'll watch Relax. it. Wait, wait, wait. What was the original Transformers? Uh, Voltron. They need to do a Voltron. Uh, they have a series on Netflix. It's pretty good. Yep, it's really good. That that last season, it kind of tear jerked. Uh, Jerking your tears, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Jerking it for all it's gotten. Okay. Uh, moving on. <laughs> no, but speaking of watching stuff, also. Who here watches other people play video games? Me. I don't. I really don't. I, I, I'll be uh, first to admit. You know, can I go first? Go, go ahead, ahead, baby. Go ahead, baby. So go ahead. Uh, go ahead with I that used, salty self. I used to. <laughs> I used to stream video games, and I was motivated by watching people play video games. Right. Right. So. I feel like right now we have the luxury of being able to watch somebody play a video game if you don't have the money to actually play that video game, if that's the type of thing that you're into, or if you want to get into Twitch or something and, and have friends or have a community. So I feel it's good, but on the other end, I kind of feel like it's kind of purposeless. Well, okay. And, and uh, to touch on, that sexy, sexy Eric over there. Hi. You go on, Derek. Hi. You go on. Hi. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, it's like watching a kid. It's like you as a kid watching another kid play with a toy that you want. Yeah. What's the purpose? Like, seriously, what is the purpose? See, that's not I why can, I watch it, though. Okay. Well, for me, if I'm going to watch it, I'm going to watch it so I can get help on something. Like, I had trouble recently. Uh, I've been playing this game on the Switch called Astral Chains. Dope-ass game. You should get it. It's really worth it. Um, there was a part that I was really stuck on. And I watched probably like five minutes of the video. The guy got to the issue that I was needing to get across. And he gave me the answer. I was like, all right, I'm done. I don't have to watch anything else. And then I went on about my business. Beat the game and was perfectly satisfied with that. Like, I only use it just for help. Nothing more, nothing less. And other than that, I, anybody who watches people, other people play games, I, I don't understand it. I really don't. Like, it, well, here, it blows my mind. Let me break it down for why I do it. So okay. I was playing Outer Worlds. I got through a couple sections of it. And I knew there were some really hard parts, right? And I had warned, warned Michael. I was like, hey, man, be careful. Watch out for this robot, right? And knowing that he's sadistic with games, I knew 
he was going to go in hard mode. And so, like, when he was streaming it, I was like, I got to watch this because his reaction is going to make me laugh. It's going to be priceless. And it did not fail. Okay, so, so you watch it for comedic value. Well, yeah, and for games that I'm interested in. So, like, there's a, a streamer that I watch that plays World of Warcraft, and she engages with people while she plays and stuff like that. And, and, and like, for Mike, I have never played Overwatch. So seeing him play and knowing that he has like a comedic value and a really good banter, I knew that like it was gonna be worthwhile watching to see how the game plays out and stuff. So okay, okay, I could understand that. Now for me, I'm a person. The only time that you can actually get me to talk, per se, while playing a game, is if you have Mike involved. Mike brings that out of me. Any other time, I'm just playing in silence. I would never be good at streaming. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that much right now. Now, if Mike, <laughs> now if Mike is involved, oh yes, yes, because me and Mike, Mike brings that out of me. He brings, he brings that funny side out because we got that that type of relationship. We could talk all the shit in the world to each other, and we know that it's coming from our our pits of love. And as Mike would say, and as Mike would say, don't run from my love. I, I truly don't see the purpose of streaming the game other than getting help or, you know, giving me a different point of view on how to solve a problem. Other than that, I, I'm just not into it. Have you not watched him play Outer Worlds and scream at the top of his lungs? I want to hear what Michael has to say about this because he is yeah, I do too. right now. Yeah. Coming from a streamer's point of view, Mike. So I don't even want to put myself out there. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, okay, so here's the thing, man. Uh, if I got time, I'll watch you stream. If you got, if you put it on YouTube, I'm definitely going to watch it. Uh, but the thing about streamers in particular is that unless there's, like, some kind of, you know, a different kind of circumstances, man, it's like, if I got time to watch a stream, I could be streaming. Right, yeah. And so right now, because I'm such like an infant to this streaming game i'm trying to get my rhythm down i'm trying to get you know the programs that i use down i'm trying to find the you know as uh, derek would call it, the secret sauce uh to being successful at it man because like i know i got i know i have you know the mojo to do it i just need to know learn how to use the tools you yeah. got that mojo baby but <laughs> I wouldn't go so far. I would hope that people wouldn't think that it's boring. I don't. I wouldn't say. I would say there's a stream for for everybody. Like, for instance, it doesn't even have to just be video games. Like Twitch in particular, you can watch people talk. Uh, you can watch. Uh, eventually, we're going to be streaming our podcasts, and we're going to be on there streaming on Just Chatting. You know, I've watched a 14 year old chess master beat a grown ass man. And he did the with the swiftness. It was like 15 minutes, bro. It was the sick shit I've Damn. ever seen. And that wasn't even that wasn't even a video game. It was chess. Damn. Wow. I mean, fifth. Damn. He's 14. And dude is just talking smack the whole time. And it's like, bro, learn your pieces. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know, I know Mike indefinitely is gonna be streaming that Overwatch 2. Um, oh yeah. Yes, I know he is. Cause the moment that it comes out. Mike's gonna be like, all right, I'm about to daddy's about to get up on that microphone. And y'all about to see daddy play. Before we even go into that, where can they find you for your stream shit? 
Uh, you can find me on Twitch at Mighty Shields Versus. You can find me on Mixer sometimes at Mighty Shields Versus as well. But with the final boss stuff out, I might end up changing that soon. I'll definitely let y'all know. Well, right. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, Mike. Ultimately, because I'm I'm sure you've seen this also, how everybody's choosing between Mixer and Twitch. Which one are you? Will you ultimately go to? I'll be honest with you, man. Uh, I got a lot more engagement on Mixer, man. So, and I don't know if it's because the community is a little bit smaller, so people are more tight knit and people are more willing to give a chance to a new streamer or what. But Mixer is—I wouldn't count Mixer out. But at the same time, Twitch is where all the <laughs> <laughs> Twitch is uh, where all that spicy content is. No, I was about yeah. to do some freestyle shit. I'm about to say Twitch is where all the bitches be. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, but that's where all the numbers are at, man. Twitch. So I, I might, you know, alternate weeks just to stay balanced. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I feel you on that. Um, but no, Mike, you, you already know how I am. Uh, like, I t- like everybody in this podcast knows. Um, if you haven't know, if you don't know, Mike is, like I said, he is the influencer. He is the person who, he will hype me up for a game that I would never play in my life. And then the moment that I get it, it's like, it's, it's a bundle of fun. The moment that Overwatch 2 comes out, I'm going to hear Mike talk about it, and then he's going to hype me up. And then the more hype he gets me, I'm going to be like, all right, I'm going to buy this fucking game. And I'm going to buy it, I'm going to play it, and the only time that I'm going to probably play it is when Mike is playing it. Other than that, I'm probably not going to touch it. It sounds like a lot. It sounds a lot like a good friend to me. I mean, he, <laughs> I mean, like I said, Mike. Mike is like my brother. I consider his son yeah. as my nephew, and he considers my daughter as his niece. Also, shout out to my baby girl, Raylan. Uh, she's in Kentucky. Uh, safe travels. She will be back home on the fifth. Uh, so I'm happy to see her this weekend. Well, next weekend. Uh, but no, I mean seriously. Uh, I'm kind of excited about it because I did play the original. Uh, I played Overwatch 2 which, or Overwatch, which was really good. Um, I didn't really have a character that I gravitated to. I just tried them all out just to see who I would like. Um, I like some of the redesigns that they've done, uh, especially for Genji, because he looks, he looks dope. I don't, he really does. I, I don't care if I play with him or not. He looks dope. Like, I like that. I like how they reincorporate some new looks. Instead of giving me the same thing mm-hmm. that they gave me in the first one, they're giving me something fresh, something new. And that's what I like about uh, games like this. They, they, right. bring, they bring that stuff out. That's right, uh, Bethesda. Oh, God. Uh, Here we go with that again. Backtracking, no, baby. No, we're not doing this Bethesda shit. You know what's funny about this this whole Overwatch 2 thing? I know that Blizzard is a very touchy topic right now, as we yeah. could. Yeah. But the redesign or the reskins, can we call them reskins? Yeah. They yeah, look, that's, that's they look they really good. Yeah. And they look, they look really dope. But I want to know if the mechanics of the game are actually going to change in Overwatch 2. From, from what I saw, it might. You yeah. Know? It looks like some of the abilities are changed up. Yeah, because I remember uh, when Genji got his when Genji got his super or his special or whatever. Didn't he have like a giant dragon that came out? 
Yeah, in Overwatch 1. And I think he still has that, except now he can do, like... Multiple uh, wind strikes or sword yeah, strikes. Yeah, he can do uh, Getsuga's, like, fucking Ichigo from Bleach and shit. Oh, shit. I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. I want to see how it plays out. Um, Mike already knows how I am. I'm not going to get a lot of things day one. I mean, I got Call of Duty because of the fact that I played the beta. Well, yeah, because you are a bro. I feel... You know what? Okay. <laughs> um, Overwatch 1, we had a lot of content that came to it, correct? Right. Just after the uh, Blizzard incident, or maybe it was before, I, I don't know the exact date, but we just got a release on Switch. And now we're it getting an announcement for it. And it's ass, apparently, which makes sense, you know? Not that it's ass. It runs like ass, but what right, do you expect? Right. I, exactly. I'll put it like this. I'll if anything, Mike is not wrong in certain aspects when it comes to gaming. I, so, I can't, I can't, I couldn't play it on the Switch if my life depended on it. Right. But what I'm saying is, and it wouldn't even make sense anyway if you're always moving around with the Switch. Exactly. Like, but um, as far as like the mechanics in two, I'm curious to know if like, you know how it was when Overwatch One came out. Now they yeah. have all this experience and all of this uh, foundation to improve that right off the get for competitive gameplay. Mm -hmm. So I want to know where we're going to start. Uh, Bro, here's yeah. what it should be. And yo, call, call, call this whatever you want. It looks to me like they just updating character models and changing okay. game types and the PvP know. and PvE. So here's what I need you to do, bro. Don't charge me $60 for that shit. Right. Charge me at least. I'd Charge say me an upgrade 40. fee for for Overwatch One because you know what's fucked up when Overwatch first came out. It was always called Overwatch Origin Edition. Yeah. <laughs> and I uh -huh. always wondered, what the fuck is this origin of? There's no story. Right. Well, I think Overwatch actually was supposed to be like a movie or something, right? Like when they were developing it or something. I don't know what it was, but I know what it is now. And I tell you what, knowing what I know now, it, first of all, I didn't see not a near not a Zarya in that trailer. No, uh oh. In the gameplay trailer, I heard Reaper. I saw Widowmaker. I saw Doomfist. I heard seventy six. I did not see my main Zarya. So you already messing up with me out the gate, and that's just me. But but that's beside the point I was getting to. If this, I know what I know now about uh, uh, Overwatch One, Overwatch Two, dog, you're not getting my money on no fucking loot boxes, dog. Yeah. If I can't earn it in game, I don't want to edit because I can't see my character anyway. I'm just waiting to see how it's gonna be. Um, I want a little bit more detail. I don't want to sit up there and race to the stores to just buy this game and be disappointed. So, um. Yeah, Mike taught me that lesson. I, I learned it painfully first, and then Mike was like, wait three months. It will get better. Mm -hmm. They will improve everything. And now I kind of do and that with a lot of games. Then you know. Yep. yep. So. Now, what do you I, think? Uh, sorry, man. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Uh, you're good. Yeti, Yeti, what do you think about all this stuff with Overwatch 2? And Never played it, man. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Is never fucking touched it. I don't like the idea <laughs> that like you don't get to pick what you want to play as. Like I feel assuming a role is pretty important in a competitive game, I think. 
Yeah, but like in WoW, you get to be like, I want to be a druid or I want to be this character, you know. But from what I've seen, it's random. Well, from what do you from, mean random? Well, yeah. like you pick, you want to be a support or something, and then the character that it chooses for you is random, right? No, no, no. they pick a character, and then if that character's already picked, you can't pick it. But there is like, see, that's weird to me. Really? Yeah. I, mean, I feel like that helps a lot of, you. you can't you can't have a lot of doubles out there though. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. And that's how it started off. I feel like when you have a system like that that lets you experiment with all the characters rather than just playing Genji like Derek. I don't know, man, because see in WoW, <laughs> whenever I've gone into a group full of nothing but mages or something, you know, and then like a druid tank, it's pretty fun, man. Or like a complete group of priests or something. It's fun. Well Yeah, but I I don't know, man. Especially in in regards to like PVE or objective based things, you would get you would get into situations with early on in uh, Overwatch where there'd be a team full of maze and they'll just be ice walling shit, and now they're just doing shit for memes and not actually trying to play the game. True. Yeah. The, only, well, the only thing I feel, man, is like they did, like I said before with Blizzard. I think they did all of this to kind of like be like. Look at all this new shiny stuff we got. Don't look over here at what we just did. Oh, know? wait a minute. Perfect example. Politics in the McRib. Correlations, comments, questions, or concerns. Yeah. But we're not going to get into that. Overall, it's a good video game experience. Um, and, ooh, ooh, Yeti, and to your fucking point. Because something was bothering me about these character models, right? In particular, uh, Lucio or Lucio. His hair and his his character model looks so soft and like and and by soft I mean it looks so uh, it has like a like a blur effect around him like he's unfinished in comparison to the crispness the crispness of Overwatch One and it was bugging me and I brought it up to uh, to Eric because Eric is a Lucio main and I was like. Yo, he looks like a thotty. What is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> he got that sizzling, and see, baby. And here's the thing, man. With that, like with the Diablo 4 trailer, that cinematic that they have, they work on that for a year or more, right? So you could tell that they've already had that finished. It wasn't like a quick job. I watched the Overwatch 2 stuff. It looked like they literally this past week were like, throw some shit together, get it ready, put it out. That's what mm. it looked like. So the I cinematic like looked good, but the actual gameplay, like the actual character models in action, they don't look any different from Overwatch One for the most part. Okay, so can I say something to that? Could they be pulling a Marvel stunt? Oh, they might be. Explain. What do you mean? Okay, so you know how Marvel set up there, like best example, Infinity War, or yeah, Infinity War. Remember that whole trailer where we saw. All of the Avengers, Captain America, Hulk, Bucky, all of them running through the uh, the jungle and shit. But then when the mo actual movie comes out, we didn't see none of that shit. No, they ain't like that. They ain't, they ain't that smart. Um, <laughs> but I'm saying, not, though, because they came out with uh, Battle Vazeroth. They, they can't be that smart. Mm. I'm shooting shots. And I saw that Shadowlands. I saw that Shadowlands uh, cinematic. I'm not impressed. Yeah, mm. it's a thing my first impression was oh this is mr pandaria and then i looked into it i'm like okay so we're bringing the lich back we're doing uh with uh sylvanas this is what's happening and then i was like oh wait this is northern meets mr pandaria that's all oh it is. they are doing the marvel thing you know where nothing actually matters 
Yep. Well, wait a minute. Um, I do want to say that we did we did get a last minute uh, you know host uh, Barack Obama. Do you have anything to say about that? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, I believe that uh, you're misleading your consumers, and Channel I believe that we, like garbage, bro. I believe that we do need some change. Uh, I'm not going to spend sixty dollars on these damn games and not be impressed. Uh, do better. <laughs> There's two, there's Bruh, Jesus good, Christ, what is happening? Coming out right now for me. When Legion came out, I was like, "This is sexy. I'm getting Legion. I'm gonna play." It. And I did. I played the shit out of that game. BFA came out. I was like, "This is hot garbage. They need to fix their shit." And then this comes out. I'm like, "I've already been to Northrend. I've already been to Mister Pandaria. I've already fought the Lich King, and I'm tired of dealing with uh, Sylvanas's bitch ass. So I'm done." Like, they, there's no way they're going to bring me back. There's Cyberpunk coming out, which is... There's this fucking... They're, they're failing. That's what they're doing. So so pretty much what you're saying is you've had bad video game experience. I'm just done with WoW, man. They, they need to literally end, end WoW and go back to the drawing board like they did with Diablo. They need to stop what they're doing and pick it up somewhere else. Hmm. All right. All right. All right. On that note, because I, I, I can feel it. I can feel it. <laughs> Eric, close us out. <laughs> hey, what's up? This is Salt Happens, episode 17. And we are Darks. Derek, oh. aka that kid, also known as that spicy sauce. This is the Petty Yeti, also known as the Rage Quitter 6969. Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> 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 aka skin up in the house. That's right. And my name is. The Mighty Shields. No AKAs. Because you already know what this be. If you're looking for me, you can find me on Final Boss versus the World. And also, if nothing else, man, you know, we got, we down a man still. Shout out to Ryan still traveling the USA and I got on a goddamn unicycle. But, um, <laughs> yeah, shout out to his new hat, by the way. Yeah, looking like, looking like he got a snake in his boot. Uh, <laughs> there's a snake in my boot uh, but long as we're together doing the podcast talk about fallout just know so